This is the Truth Network. Stand by for action. We are about to launch Stingray. In Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now. Got a whale of a tail to tell you, lad. The whale of a tail or two. About the flapping fish and the girls I've loved. On nights like this with the moon above. Whale of a tail, and it's all true, I swear by my tattoo. Well. <laughs> I do so love putting those intros together. A whale of a tale today. Uh, what was the sign of the prophet Jonah? Have you ever thought about that? I mean, think about Jonah with me for a minute as we <laughs> review our intro for a second and kind of see where we're headed. You might have heard that stand by for action, right? We're about to launch Stingray. Anything can happen in the next half hour. And oh yeah, I mean high adventure. When it comes to Jonah, you got to admit there's some high adventure there, and, and that happens to be some excerpts from a TV show from the '60s, early '60s actually, called Stingray. But you can't help but note that we love to ride around in stingrays if we're car people. I mean, it's just part of the deal. And so riding around in a fish is not a <laughs> an idea that you've never thought about. Perhaps I don't know, but adventure seems to be part of the deal. And then. Barra, Barracuda, right? I mean, Ann Wilson from the group Heart, you might remember. She may not have liked Barracuda at the point she wrote the song, but at one point she certainly thought he was an adventurer, and now she was lamenting all that. And who could ever forget <laughs> Kurt Douglas's, yes, that was Kirk Douglas, who was singing A Whale of a Tale there, his very short singing career there in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. <laughs> But I don't want you to miss what he said at the end of that song, that he swears it's all true. <laughs> I swear by my tattoo. <laughs> well, this week, my 20-year-old daughter called me in the middle of the day. And that, I don't know if you're that's like me, but I was going to take a call like that. And she shocked me with the reason for her call. This is what she said. She said, Daddy, this manager that I work with, he asked me, do you really believe all that stuff in the Bible? Like, how about that story of Jonah and the whale? You don't really believe that someone could live after being swallowed by a fish for three days, do you? And she said, Daddy, he was sincere. And so I said, yes, of, of course I believe, but I really didn't, my, my daughter said, I really didn't know what to say to him. It made me feel kind of bad. I didn't have a better answer, but he was sincere, Daddy. What possibly should have said? So, for all sorts of reasons, this conversation touched my heart. And in a really good way. Yet, naturally, the next question is, what would you say? I mean, that question. 
somebody is, hits you with a sincere question like that. So this morning, we're asking you to call in and tell us, what would you say? If somebody said, you don't really believe that, you know, a man could live in the belly of a fish for three days, call us with your thoughts, 866 348 And I was looking at a sign up here. It says toll-free. <laughs> I bet nobody thought about toll-free in some years. But anyway, it is toll-free if you're calling from home. 866-348-7884 is a number to call in and tell us, what would you have said to that young man who was asking, you don't really believe that's true? Well, as you might imagine, I've had a chance to think about this for three days, kind of just marinate on it, which just happens to be how long Jonah was in there. <laughs> three days is a long time. And I actually have asked several other people the question. I'm looking forward to your answers. People are calling in now, which I'm really, really glad at 864-866-348-7884. But one of the neat questions I think that's within that question is, what did Jesus mean when he said, and he said it a number of times, I think three an evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of the, of the prophet Jonah. So what, what is the sign of the prophet Jonah? Maybe you got an answer for that. We would love to hear yours. We've got J.R. is in Charlotte, and he's got a comment on Jonah. J.R., you're on the Christian Car Guys show. Good morning. Yeah, it's funny that you actually uh, said that because um, I was hit with that question not long ago. You know, how do you believe all the miracles and ark in on the water for forty days, and you know, even as simple as water into wine? But the reality is, I think it was in the middle forties, nineteen forty, an Alaskan and Eskimo actually did survive in a large fish for three days. Now, when they found him, he was barely breathing, and he did end up perishing as a result of that uh, situation. But nevertheless, had there been proper, proper medical treatment and whatever, he would have survived. So that part doesn't survive me. But, you know, it's miracles in general that people stumble on, uh, you know, whether it be a bush burning or whatever. But, you know, I've always been a fellow that watches sports, and I've seen, you know, 28-point comebacks with three and four minutes left. That was a miracle as well. You know, if you can believe the smallest of Christ's miracles, whether it's turning water into wine, then certainly you, you can believe the most. But our biggest stumbling block um, is not so much putting your arms around miracles, but it's accepting that Christ went into the tomb and rose again. But it says that the wisdom of man is the fool, the wisdom of man is the foolishness of God. So therefore, we have to accept Christ in His fullness and have to understand that miracles do take place. They still take place, and they will always continue to take place as long as we're here on this planet. But yeah, being able to wrap your arms around the things that are in the Word sometimes can be a stumbling block. But Christ said, "Don't let me be a stumbling block." Because you will be wowed if you have a relationship with me. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Oop, we lost him as quick as he said that. But I couldn't agree with him more. And and I'm I find that whole thing really curious. Now, you may have a view which we would love to hear. How do you get your minds 
mind around these miracles. 866-348-7884. Or to you, what was the sign of the prophet Jonah that Jesus referred to that these people would see? What was that sign? 866-348-7884. Well, most would say that the sign that Jesus was referring to, and I love this really, that right that there was he was going to be in the tomb for three days and come out just like our caller just mentioned. So that's that's one of them, and we're going to hold on to that, and that's very precious, and it most likely is the one that Jesus was referring to. But if you'll expand your thoughts for a moment and 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 accept that there might be some other ones, you know, it's an interesting journey I went on as I've been studying this. So I went to a Bible study on Thursday morning that I have attended for years and years, and a good friend of mine who's quite the biblical scholar shared some other cool things on Nineveh, just like our colleges did, which we would love to hear from you, by the way. And he said that essentially <laughs> um, the Ninevites, they worshiped a fish god. And so Jonah's street cred went up drastically when he comes out of the belly of this fish with this fish story, if you see what I'm saying. And I've also heard others say, like the man that just called, that people have been swallowed by, swallowed by fish and lived. In fact, there's one account of a man in England, and he was bleached white by the stomach acids in the fish, and he lost all his hair. So you, you might picture <laughs> Jonah walking into the street, Right. And oh my goodness, I mean, here's this guy, white as a ghost, no hair, <laughs> he came out of a fish. When this guy, and you've been worshiping a fish god all your life, you know, this guy has my attention. So the other thing that my friend mentioned that I hadn't really never thought about was Jonah led one of the biggest and fastest revivals in the history of the world. I mean, oh my goodness, we know at least right? 120,000 people turned to the Lord as a result of Jonah's preaching. So he obviously was very effective. And I thought about that and I went, aha, could this be the sign that Jesus was referring to? Perhaps the largest revival of Gentiles ever, right? Jesus's resurrection, that three days in the tomb, right? Led to the biggest revival of all time. And again, right under the judgmental Jewish nation's nose, just like the other revival happened under Jonah's nose that he was not too happy about by the plant thing, and we're going to go. So, we got a lot on the Jesus labor love. We got more on this adventure that Jonah's going to take us on in a stingray, a marlin, or (laughs) some other manta car that you thought about. So, call us 866-348-7884. for action. We are about to launch Stingray. Anything can happen in the next half hour. Got a whale of a tail to tell you, lad. The whale of a tail or two. About the flapping fish and the girls I've loved. On nights like this with the moon above. A whale of a tail and it's all true. I swear by my tattoo.
A whale of a tail today on the Christian Car Guy. And what was the sign of the prophet Jonah? We've been talking about that. And we're going to get to some call. we got some wonderful callers I'm very excited about. They're going to be with us in just a minute. But I have to tell you, talk about it, it, miracles that we need. <laughs> the Jesus Labor Love, car repair for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. Well, one of those families um, in Maryland, I got word this week, they lost their car in a wreck, and unfortunately, they were Uber drivers, and so their car was their sense of, or was their support. And then in the same week, their grandfather died, which they had to help with the funeral, and also his brother died. And so there's a desperate need for a car. Somebody might be in the Washington, D.C., Maryland area that has a car that they haven't been able to sell or they can't trade or whatever the situation is. Now, this is one of several I've got today, and we'll get them at different times in the show. But, you know, it really got desperate for him, and he started to ask me, you know, I don't have a way to get to my brother's funeral. Can you help me with a rent-a-car? And so, wow, I mean, we usually help out like $150, but for him to get the deposit on this rent-a-car and all this stuff is like over $200. So, again... It's a miracle. We need it. You can be praying for it, or if you want to help support that, it's at ChristianCarGuy.com. Of course, we'll give you a free Christian Car Guy t-shirt for a gift of any amount to the Jesus Labor Love, and just mark for that it's the, for the gentleman in Maryland. We got more stories like that coming up, but next up, we're still on the story of Jonah. We got Rock. I love that name in Archdale, North Carolina. Rock, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Good morning. Good morning. How's the day? I am doing. I'm excited to hear what you got. Well, um, I think when it comes to talking about the miracles that that God performs in the lives of people, we have to remember that when God has a job, a mission, a desire for a specific person to do something, He equips that person. I mean, if you look at what happened with Moses, he was up on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights, and the Bible says he didn't eat or drink water. So, you know, in, in our way of thinking, you can go without food for a longer time than you can go without water. So how does someone sustain life 40 days without drinking one drop of water? And Jesus did the same thing when he was yeah. going through that fasting period and, and uh, time of temptation. God provides and sustains life in order for people to accomplish the things that he he wants us to do. And I, I don't see that any different than what happened with Jonah. I agree. That is very cool, Rock. I appreciate your call and your comment and for your listening. Thank you. Uh, thank you. We have uh, Sandy is in Renton, Washington. Sandy, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, I, I whenever I'm whenever I'm faced with this uh, story, I think about Lazarus actually died and was raised back to life, yeah. and Jesus died and was raised back to life, and he and uh, Jonah was used as an example of Christ, and so I believe Jonah died in the belly of the whale, and he was raised back to life. Isn't that cool? I, I read that this week. In fact, my friend shared, and I'm, I'm so glad you shared that because I don't have it in what I was going to share, but I, I, that's a neat interpretation 
but the other thing I can't help but note, and I'm sure you feel the same way, Sandy, is I kind of died too. <laughs> and bringing me back to life was a gigantic miracle as well. Yes. And we don't ever have to die again. We'll just go immediately into the presence of the Lord. Isn't that awesome? That is so awesome. I'm so yep, glad you made that comment. Thank you for calling. And that's a yep, wonderful point. God bless. I'm, I'm so glad you called. Thank you. We would love your view. 866-348-7884. It's a whale of a tale. What would you say to somebody? Do you don't really believe that this guy was in the belly of a fish for three days? You really believe that? 866-348-7884. Well, if you reread the story, and I did actually this morning, and I reread it a couple times this week, there are, you know, it's, it's just worth it to read it. There are so many cool, phenomenal conversations between Jonah and God. And you will note that Jonah had a conversational intimacy with God that was really unique. I mean, and Jonah was no poser. I mean, he told God exactly what was on his mind, kind of like Cain said, I'm not my brother's keeper. Well, Jonah was like that. But listen to Jonah chapter 4, verse 9 and 10, and listen to Jonah and God having a discussion here. So then it says, God said to Jonah, it's not good for you to be angry about the plant. And it said, and Jonah says to God, I am angry enough to die. <laughs> Don't you love that? I mean, he's not hiding at all. He's said, this is how I feel, God. And Adonai said, you had pity on the plant for which you did not labor or make it grow. It appeared overnight and perished overnight. Should I not have pity on Nineveh, the great city that has had more than 120,000 people who do not know their right hand from their left, which a lot of people think that's the kids. There were 120,000 kids. And that's really cool. He says, and as well as many animals. And so God tells Jonah, hey, are you thinking about the kids? Are you thinking about the animals? I mean, there are many, many, many signs, but had you ever considered this is really a cool shot sign that's right here, and, and that is my sheep hear my voice. And so here we have a conversation between Jonah and God, and Jonah not just telling God what he wants to hear. So I believe that this might be just one of the signs is that, you know, Jesus made us made a way for us to hear God's voice so that Jonah would not be an exception, but an example of the kind of conversational intimacy that God had. And one of the coolest things is God is hanging out with this suicidal, depressed narcissist, and he's still loving on him, trying to bring him back to amazing grace. And so maybe I got a chance too. It was when I'm a depressed <laughs> narcissist, God's still right there with him, talking to him. Think about that. When we come back. We got Hattie and Charlotte. We need your call eight six six three four eight. 7884 Stand by for action. We are about to launch Stingray. Can happen in the next half hour. God, God reign 
whale of a tale to tell you, lad. We do have a whale of a tale to tell you about today on the Christian Car Guy radio show. We're discussing the miracles of Jonah. And how would you answer somebody that is curious, which is cool that they're curious because they're seeing something in you that they don't have and they're wondering why you have it, and that is faith. So you're asked, why do you believe in these miracles of Jonah? We're going to get to that in a minute. We got Hattie and Charlotte. We hope she's hanging on for us so we can hear her view. But I got to tell you about another Jesus labor love, single moms and widows and families in crisis. We had this application this week. Again, you can see all these at ChristianCarGuy.com, and you can see how to donate, get a T-shirt for a gift of any amount, all that stuff is at ChristianCarGuy.com. But the single mom in Virginia, also as an Uber driver and also lost their car in a wreck. And in this case, she has a special needs child at home. And so here we are. This is in the Virginia Beach area and Richmond, Petersburg, in the same thing. We need a car donation for them. And she said um, she drives for Uber, so she no longer has any income and their electric bill is past due and with the special needs son, I mean, you got a family that's in crisis. And my, I should add, I really should, that as I talk to these folks, um, their courage often impresses me. It's amazing. Um, as I pray with them, I can sense their faith. And, you know, I guess like Jonah in the belly of that fish that, that you know, they're still believing God's going to come to the rescue. We've got Hattie is in Charlotte. Hattie, you're on the Christian Car Guys show. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I'm excited to hear okay. what you have. <laughs> okay. Uh, my answer would come from the Word of God. I would tell them in um, Hebrews 11, chapter 6 says, But without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And also I would um, direct them to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not into thine own understanding. You know, like with him, he shall with thy path. And that would be my answer. Exactly, which is is it's interesting. That was my daughter's answer, and, and uh, you know, in, oh, okay. in her own way, that it, you know, I, yes. you know, God said it, and I believe it, and. No doubt, it's a lot harder to believe the story of Jesus that God would send his son and kill him than it is to believe that a whale would swallow somebody for three days. So, I, you know, <laughs> faith, you, you, I think you hit it on the head there, Hattie. Thank you. Okay, thank you. God bless you and your ministry. Oh, I'm so grateful for your call today and for your listening. All right, so maybe you've got some thoughts. We would love to hear them. You might have another sign that you thought about was the sign of the prophet Jonah. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in. 866-348-7884. We would love to hear it. So <clears throat> I keep thinking about these signs, and I've, I've come up with several. And in fact, I wrote an article today at, at ChristianCarGuy.com that went through a lot of the stuff that I may not have a chance to get to all of it today. But one of the neat, neat signs for those car lovers out there was the adventure. And I mean, <laughs> what an adventure Jonah goes on with his friend God. It's fascinating to me when you look at the beginning of it, it says he was running from the presence of the Lord. 
which indicates something. I mean, number one, that he thinks he can run away from God, which seems somewhat foolish. But nonetheless, you can't help but also come to the conclusion he'd experienced the presence of the Lord. Now, if you've experienced the presence of the Lord, running away just doesn't seem like. But, I mean, it just kind of shows the intimacy that one point in time Jonah had. And, by the way, the Jews teach that Jonah was really kind of a big deal prophet, that he had anointed Jehu king of Israel. And because of that, he enjoyed a lot of favor in the, in the a kingdom there as, as a big deal prophet in his time. So all of a sudden he's told to go to Nineveh and this is, this is a difficult thing, but I am thinking myself now, if you knew, I'm just asking you, if you knew that you could ride in the belly of a fish for three days and live to tell about it, wouldn't you kind of wonder what that would be like? I mean, sort of in a new adventure at Disney World, <laughs> a new ride. You go on the Jonah fish experience <laughs> where you're down in there. I mean, it had to be an adventure. But one of the things that you can't help but note is Jonah's comfort zone gets stretched way, 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 way beyond. And that's part of why we go on adventures with God. He always going to stretch our comfort zone. And he learns to trust God in ways that I'm sure only Jonah, <laughs> when we get to heaven, we're going to find out. He learns to trust Jonah in only ways that Jonah can do it. And I bet you, if you think about it, you've probably been drowning at one time or another. And you've been in the belly of the fish for a few days. And God had you on a place, you're like, well, what am I doing here, you know? And uh, it's an amazing thing. We got Dwayne is in Des Moines, Iowa today. Dwayne, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, on Jonah and the whale, it's interesting, David Jeremiah in his uh, Bible, study Bible, right. mentions the sulfur whale or the blue whale. They can get up to 100 feet long. And they have a mouth that's twelve to nine nine feet to twelve feet wide, and they just go through the water and they swallow everything. And they have an air chamber that's seven feet by seven feet by fourteen feet, about the size of a bedroom. <laughs> I, and uh, and it's also it's interesting that with the whale, if it picks up like some irritation, like a barrel or something, it'll go to a beach and spit it out. Really, it's all documented on uh, the blue sulfur whale. And a person could get into that air chamber, and he could live for three days. And so, I mean, God. Well, I got to ask you, Dwayne. If was, would, you know, it's the size of a bedroom, so you're not cramped. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking All it's right. not. It's not smelling good down there, but no, no, <laughs> something's kind good of fishy. reflection time, though. <laughs> well, and and the interesting thing is, I, I it, it speaks to Jonah's prayer life again, because what does he do when he gets there? He starts, he starts uh, worshiping the Lord. Yeah, he starts it, recognizing the Lord's in control. And interestingly, God talks to him later on about the plant, but when he's down there in the fish, <laughs> he, right. he got nothing. Right. <laughs> Have you ever experienced that? <laughs> Have you ever noticed that when you're in the belly of the whale, <laughs> yes. it's hard to yes. hear. I'm sure God was speaking. It's hard to hear. <laughs> the other question yeah, I have, Dwayne, and it just because I have a mind that just thinks of crazy things, uh, okay. is who wrote the book? <laughs> well, 
know, I think that's what's interesting. I think Jonah wrote it, but he's so humble, he just gives God glory. I mean, he doesn't, I mean, how many people would go through what he went through and still put it in print? You know, say, hey, I was a jerk, I was I was crazy thinking, and but God came through. I mean, I, that's, I, that's the message. And I, I just think he's really humble to be able to say all that stuff and say, okay, here it is. This is the way it was. I agree with you. I, I think it, I, I was thinking about it this morning that the reason it's in the second person probably is, you know, all these big deal prophets had scribes. And so he kind yeah. of dictated it and there you go. You know, yeah. that is so cool. Thank you for your I, call. I so. That made my day, Dwayne. Right. <laughs> I've never been thinking about the blue whale all day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really interesting. David Jeremiah, study right. Bible. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You may have thoughts. We would love to hear them. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. And maybe God's taken on you you on an adventure at some point in time. And as I mentioned, oh, my goodness, did, did Jonah's uh, comfort zone get stretched? I mean, it's almost unbelievable. You know, even the Christian Car Guy show, if you could have been involved in that conversation with the God and I the night that he um, put it on my heart to do this show, I was not unlike Moses saying, God, have you heard my voice? You know, this is not the voice of a radio person. <laughs> I'm, you, you know, you know, the, the people go to college. This is what I really thought. You know, I was just so ignorant. I was like, I think people go to college to learn how to talk to on the radio, God, and I've never been to college, so I'm not the guy here. <laughs> but when I think about it, you know, I was running the other way, and, and God brought me back to do the Christian Car Guy show. As, But what an adventure it has been. I'm telling you, I wouldn't have missed it. It stretched my comfort zone because I was not a public speaker. So, wow, wow, wow. When God's got you, he will provide, and you get to go on a ride like a marlin or a stingray. We come back, so much more. We'd love to hear your call, 866-348-7884. I need to hear some more cool stuff. Call me. A head that once was crowned with thorns is crowned with glory. tale to tell you today on the Christian Car Guy show. It's kind of a whale of a tale that he's resurrected me. <laughs> when you think about it, how about you? We would love to hear your thoughts on Jonah and miracles. 866-348-7884. We got Gerald and Durham. We're going to get to in a minute, but wanted to share another one of our Jesus labor love ones that came in. I got several more can't get to them all, but I do want to show this one. This family wrote this week, we are currently homeless. I was hurt back in March, lost my job and my house. My wife works, but due to being homeless, she has have to been taken off the schedule. We have eight children and one child in the hospital due to severe schizophrenia disorder. Every dime we had goes to getting a motel room so we can sleep, and sometimes we have to sleep 
in our truck that's broke down. Wow. Um, I'm thinking with that particular situation, because we've been working on it this week, that we may be able to get them back on the road for $150. So it's amazing how God provides sometimes with both people to help and he provides the money every bit as big a miracle off when I look at the obstacles that we're up against. Um, and God gives us a chance to walk in that. I've got Gerald in Durham talking about Jonah. Gerald, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. Tell me your thoughts. Okay. Um, back in my 40s, I'm 68 now. Uh, daughter got married, and I was released from everything. I was divorced. And I had went on two short-term trips to a children's home in Belize, Central America, and finally I had committed to go down there, and after two trips down for six, eight months, nine months at a time, I decided I was going down indefinitely, permanently, if God assigned it, so I didn't want to waste money on a return flight by going by air, so I had found a boat going to supposedly Honduras, Guatemala, and Belize. Now, evidently, I hadn't gained as much as I needed, so God showed me the way the boat was a car carrier that could carry 300 cars or 30 tractor trailers and had six decks of space like a cruise ship. Now, the ticket was $85. I thought I was just being blessed to no end because that included all meals, and for $2.50 extra, I could go into a four-star restaurant on board and eat greatly. And I did that the first night I was on board before a storm, so the next uh, day and a half I was seasick and stayed in the theater in the center of the ship and watched some ridiculous movies, but I was not sick, so I recovered enough to find out that pretty much most of the way down there, one engine had gone out, and they were delayed, but they hadn't got the permits to go into Guatemala and Belize, so we had to all get off in Honduras. Oh, wow. Now, I had met somebody on board from Honduras that had been in the U.S. and got a couple of vehicles, one to another, filled with furniture that he couldn't afford in Honduras. His family had been sent on before, so he volunteered. If I couldn't find any other way, boat or plane, he would help me get there by bus. So nothing materialized, and I was on the back of his pickup truck going to San Pedro Sula with his 8-year-old son and two truckloads of stuff they could buy out of customs. When we suddenly realized uh, the road construction that had divided the highway had undivided, and we were on the wrong side, looked ahead and some hills ahead and saw two lanes of traffic coming toward us. The young boy said, grab my feet, and he jumped up on the pile of stuff and beat on the top of the cab of the truck until we pulled over and got back on the right side of the road. So I figured, well, God's got a plan (laughs) for me. So we got to San Pedro Sula. Second bus station was a little better than the first, so he put me on a bus, said to watch all my bags because people love to steal them. I had five bags, could carry them all at once. 
And two young boys came in and talking in Spanish and looking at me and talking and looking at me and getting their ticket and looking at me and sat down close to me when they announced my bus. Um, these two young men, one grabbed a bag out of my hand, said, let me help you. And the other one said, I'll get the rest of your bags. And they were speaking English. So I said, God, you're in control. I've got to trust. They had me in the bus. They were... Guatemalan students, first year college in Honduran University, required to take a year of English, so they had somebody to practice their English on. We got to the border. They knew one of the border workers. This was 6 o'clock in the morning. He got our passports and put us on through ahead of everybody else, and they paid my cab fare to the bus in Guatemala and got off, got to Guatemala and found a old wagon with a donkey and a man on it and a little boy, so I figured he's got a boy, everything's got to be good. And I said, taxi? He said, yeah, man, where do you want to go? I was all Caribbean, so I felt at home. And he took me by customs to get my passport changed and everything and got me to the docks. God had a Spanish guy right up on the side of the wagon with a bicycle telling me he had a boat going to Belize and I needed to go with him. So I said, wait, I'll decide when I get there. Got there, started going through the line of boats that was carrying all the goods from Puerto Barrios over to Belize. They were not industrial, so they sold mostly Guatemalan and imported stuff. So all of a sudden someone calls my name. I knew no one in Guatemala, but it was a fellow that I'd known from one of the stores I had been buying groceries from in Pantagorda that had saved that money and bought his own boat, and the Spanish guy was one of his workers and already had my bags at the boat. <laughs> so I got there at daylight because on the way, when I got over the sea sickness, I you know, just wandered the boat, got down in the hold, looking at all the vehicles and all, and found a Scandinavian name. The name kind of sounded familiar, and I talked to one of the crew members and found out the boat had originally sunk in the North Sea, killing 1,200 people due to some of the seals on the doorways that opened front and back. And they had salvaged the boat and sold it in the Caribbean because nobody trusted it in the North Sea anymore. Wow. So I also found out that both engines had gone out on their initial voyage and had to get towed back to Port, Is Port Isabel, Texas. So I was grateful to have gotten as far as I had. <laughs> so anyway, I got to Belize a day late and... Yeah. The mission I worked at had a motel room as an office, and the owner of the motel was at the dock store where I came from Guatemala, took me and my bags to the motel, started walking to town to get some groceries, and there was a missionary. He said he figured I'd be a little late the way I was coming. <laughs> so right well, now... We gotta, we gotta, I can see what happened, Gerald. You were in the belly of the fish. So thank you for sharing. Right. Thank you for calling in. God bless you. Well, I can tell you one thing I know for sure, that the story of Jonah is a love story. I mean, God loved Jonah. He loved 120,000 Ninevites who didn't know their right from their left. 
and he even mentions the animal. And he loved him unconditionally. So don't miss that that love didn't change the rules, though. They had to repent and turn back from their wickedness and turn back to daddy, right? Jesus gave us that sign all right. And we need to believe it, which gets back to my daughter's answer, which I don't think was so bad. It's just simply, yes, I believe that. I mean, how cool is that? And I'm believing that we had some amazing calls today. I'm so grateful for all of them today on the Christian Car Guy. Remember the Jesus Labor Love, car repair labor, single moms, widows, and families in crisis, all at ChristianCarGuy.com.